lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. That's right. Do not adjust your television set. It's actually the only green that I have. This is it. This is the only green. It's good. Yeah. Is it green enough? It's I mean, we. I, I, I didn't tell you guys this, but we do have a new policy here where we're dressed. You have it's mandatory formal wear for the white holidays. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Too soon. OK. That. <laughs> <sighs> I'm sorry. Guess now we'll find out if Media Matters is tuned in right now, I guess. Right. Won't we? Could use a little publicity shot in the arm. We could. Thank you. Greetings, uh, all of you. Uh, regardless of uh, what color you are or colors you wear on this day. Welcome to the Steve Day Show, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. Happy St. Patty's Day to you as we all join together in appropriating exactly none of Irish culture. We're just looking for an excuse to get drunk. Todd Erzin is here alongside Aaron McIntyre. And if you would like to join us as well, let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox. Uh, Steve at SteveDace.com is how you can email the show. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. And if you're looking for the free speech alternatives to those programs, look for Steve Dace on MeWe, on Gab, and follow at Steve Dace on Parler. And if you're looking for clips of the show that you can sample and then share with others, go to YouTube.com slash Steve Dace or rumble.com slash Steve Dace show. Still time to enter our NCAA bracket contest. The link for it is pinned to both the top of our Facebook and Twitter accounts. It's free to enter. Best bracket. One winner. And you only get one sheet. That's why the contest is called Bracket of Integrity. One winner, one bracket. Whoever wins will put together a nice prize package of autographed books and show swag and ship it off to you uh, because you earned it. You won. If you'd like to enter, it's over at ESPN.com. The link again on our socials or just look for Steve Dace Show. That's the name of the group. Steve Dace Show. That's the name of the group. We've got hundreds of people enrolled in this. So that's great. Uh, the bigger uh, the group, the harder it is to win. And, and we like the competition. So we're looking forward to it. Good to have arguably America's best sporting event back this week with the NCAA tournament. It's good to be back with the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation. Daniel Horowitz will be joining us uh, coming up a little bit later on in the program. We'll also have, of course, buy, sell, or hold. That's where you're going to set the agenda of the things we'll be pontificating on. But before all of those zany hijinks are permitted to ensue, of course, we must begin with Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by a Civil War update. You remember on yesterday's montage that teacher in Loudoun County, Virginia, who put her school board on blast over critical race theory? Keep this up and you will lose all of your teachers at the same rate that you have been losing these incredible families who some of you fall asleep when they're trying to get your attention. God bless. Well, now there's more to that story. As the Daily Wire excellently reports, now a group of different teachers are colluding to compile a lengthy list 
of parents suspected of disagreeing with the school system's actions, including the teaching of critical race theory. Members of a 624-member private Facebook group called Anti-Racist Parents of Loudoun County named parents and plotted fundraising and other offline work. Some used pseudonyms, but the Daily Wire reports them as a who's who of the affluent jurisdiction outside D.C., including school staff and elected officials. The Daily Wire goes on to report that the Loudoun County Sheriff's Criminal Investigations Division is reviewing the matter, but, quote, the group's activities might be no surprise to top law enforcement because the county's prosecutor, narrowly elected with the help of $845,000 in cash from George Soros, appears to be a member of the Facebook group, end quote. And then there's this from Salem-Kaiser Public Schools in Oregon. On a live televised and streamed school board meeting on March 15th, Progressive School Board Director Sharon Blasey called the chairman of the school board a mother during a meeting after she thought the school board was being unfair to the school superintendent during her yearly job evaluation. Fails. Right. Chair Chandraki, yes. Vice Chair Bethel, yes. Director Hyen, no. Director Blasi, no. Director Leopold, no. Director Kylo, yes. Director Goss, no. Good. Good. All right. Thank you. The evaluation was so bad, apparently, that the school board sealed the evaluation and they were merely voting on entering a summary into the record so they could meet the contractual deadlines of the superintendent's contract. So why are these two stories back to back? Well, the white progressive school board member Sharon Blasi called the Indian American immigrant chairman of the school board, Satya Chandragiri, a mother because she didn't like his tone. Loudoun County, Virginia, where your progressive neighbors will put your name on a list for disagreeing with critical race theory. Salem, Oregon, where your progressive school board member will call a person of color a mother because he's being too mean to one of her friends. Learning Chinese today, today's phrase is from sea to shining sea. Lawmakers in Ohio have finally passed a bill through both chambers of the legislature that would strip the Ohio governorship of emergency powers over health orders in the state. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine says he plans to veto that bill, but according to Daniel Horowitz at Conservative Review, the margins the bill passed by are likely veto-proof. On yesterday's montage, we told you about the doozy of a correction the Associated Press and Washington Post made regarding a January story which alleged former President Trump had pressured top Georgia election officials to, quote, find the fraud and that they'd be a, quote, national hero if they did. The alleged contents of this conversation had been part of the national conversation ever since January 9th when Washington Post reporter Amy Gardner published that story based on a single anonymous source. Well, now the Washington Post has revealed their source for that story, Jordan Fuchs. Fuchs was the campaign manager for Republican Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger and is now Deputy Secretary of State. That's the same Brad Raffensperger who recorded and then leaked a separate phone call of President Trump putting pressure on Georgia elections officials to take action to ensure a trustworthy election. The bottom line is this. Two top Georgia Republican officials colluded in order to smear and disparage Trump's attempts, ham-fisted as they were, to ensure a fair election in the Peach State. Other odds and ends from around the world and across the country, Russia is putting Twitter on notice that the nation intends to block the social networking site within 30 days unless the company removes all instances of child pornography from the site. Also, the country wants Twitter to ban content related to a Russian dissident who's currently sitting in a Russian jail. Israeli archaeologists have reportedly found the first new fragments of the Dead Sea Scrolls in over 60 years. 
The fragments are all in Greek, are estimated to be around 2,000 years old, are thought to have been hidden during a Jewish revolt against Rome, and were recovered in a place called the Cave of Horror, as skeletons were found alongside the fragments. Today in coronavirus history, March 17, 2020 was really the first day anyone in the American academic community pushed back on coronavirus craziness. As Dr. John Ioannidis, an epidemiologist at Stanford, wrote for Stat News, quote, a fiasco in the making as the coronavirus pandemic takes hold, we're making decisions without reliable data. If only we'd listened. And finally, a St. Patrick's Day tradition unlike any other. Curiosity leads to large crowds in Mobile's Crichton community. Many of you bring binoculars, camcorders, even camera phones to take pictures. To me, it looked like a leprechaun to me. I got to do look up in the tree. Who else in the leprechaun say yeah? yeah! Eyewitnesses say the leprechaun only comes out at night. If you shine a light in its direction, it suddenly disappears. This amateur sketch resembles what many of you say the leprechaun looks like. Others find it hard to believe and have come up with their own theories and explanations for the image. My theory is it's casting a shadow from the other limb. Could be a crackhead that got hold to the wrong stuff and it told him to get up in a tree and play a leprechaun. We're going to get down to the bottom of this. Yes, still on there, guy. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, man. This guy helping to direct traffic says he's prepared for his encounter with the leprechaun. He's suited up from head to toe. This water's all smells right here. This is a special leprechaun flute, which has been passed down from thousands of years ago from my great-great-grandfather who was Irish. I just came to help out. Others just came to get lucky in hopes a pot of gold may be buried under this tree. I'm going to run a backhoe and uproot that tree. I want to know where the gold is. I want to go. Give me the go. I want to go. And that's what happened while we were away. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm here for that. <laughs> Didn't expect it, but that is an all-time great. That's a real report. What is that from like 2013? Mobile Alabama? Mobile, oh, I think a lot it is. Older than that. No, I think it's not that not that really? old. Really? Yeah, I think it's like 2012, 2013, I think. <laughs> and Mobile, Alabama. Yes. We haven't seen that one in a while. That is an all-timer. The amateur sketch is what gets me every single time. I know it's coming. 2006. It was okay. You're right. My bad. All right. I, I know. I I know it's coming. But yeah, that that ran on the nightly news in Mobile, Alabama. For real. Yes. Aaron's montage brought to you by Omega X. Gosh, the amateur sketch. Every time it's the amateur sketch. Uh, if you are dealing with pain from inflammation in the body, uh, not injury. If you've got injury, go see a medical professional. But if you've got those, those aching joints, stiff muscles, uh, back, knees, neck, shoulder pain. For me, it's the left hip flexor. You know, the underlying cause is likely inflammation. You can try those pain relievers, those topical rubs, and they do help. Uh, but they help with mitigating and masking the symptoms. What you want to do, though, is get rid of the inflammation that's causing those symptoms in the first place. Because if untreated it can cause something more serious later on that's why you want a product like omega xl backed with 35 years of clinical research omega xl will deal with that inflammation it's part of my daily regimen so i would recommend it to you as well and we can get you started with buy one bottle get another one for free buy one bottle get another one for free when you visit omegaxl.com slash steve that's omega xl 
dot com slash Steve or give them a call toll free 800-844-4888 that's 800-844-4888 in the overtime today House Republicans have just voted by recorded voice vote so none of them would have to go on the record individually by recorded voice vote House Republicans have just voted to end their own ban on earmarks which are just basically what they already do all the time anyway, by another name and process. I am, some of you may expect me to rant and rave and rail against this. You would be wrong. In fact, I, I couldn't be happier. I couldn't be more pleased. Friends, Romans, countrymen, I come not to bury Caesar in this case, but, but to praise him. So yes, our overtime today will be in praise of the earmarks. Of course, my reasons for praise may be a little bit contrarian to other people's takes on this, but we will discuss that today in the OT. If you are a Blaze TV subscriber, uh, you will get that later today. We'll record it right after today's program. It'll be uploaded for you later at blazetv.com slash dace. If you're not yet a Blaze TV subscriber, would like to become one though, uh, you can go to blazetv.com slash dace, in fact, right now, and become one at a discounted rate when you go to that page, and then you too will get to watch that and everything else that we do exclusively for our subscribers here at Blaze TV. All right, let's get to the montage. This, the Cold Civil War. There's, I, I was having, and by the way, what I'm about to say is a sentence I never anticipated I was ever going to utter in my entire career, Okay. I was having a nice chat Saturday morning with Dr. Naomi Wolf via Twitter direct message. Because why not? Because my friends now are Bill Maher, Pierce Morgan, and Naomi Wolf. All right. And one of the things I mentioned was, you know, for about 20 years or so now, folks like you and I, we were having this neat, nice little tidy culture war. And it was, with, it was confined within these white lines. Our social media accounts when in the last decade, but before that, our favorite cable news channels or hosts. But, you know, you felt like it was still okay. You felt like it was okay for you to appear on Hannity and Combs, and I felt it was still okay for me to appear on uh, MSNBC, okay? Um, who's the old sportscaster that had the show there for years? I was on his primetime show several times. Keith, Ed, uh, Keith Olbermann? Oh, not Keath Olbermann? No, oh, not, no, Olbermann's insane. <laughs> I didn't think so. No, uh, but the other sportscaster, is it uh, Ed? I can't remember his name now. The, oh. With, I think he's with Russia Today now. He was a sports guy? He used to be a sports guy. Yeah, yeah okay. I know what you're talking about. I, I, but I mean, I was on his show numerous times and on, and on his primetime show you you felt like you know it was safe to go into the other side's den and 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 have a fist fight and then when it was over you know um uh if nobody's minds were changed hey you know what we've both got ballet recitals to get to and choir practices and little league games. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, hey, the new Marvel movie's coming out. You know, we all want to go see that. Uh, that we we, we kind of kept this, we had these rules of engagement. 
Now, inside these white lines, man, it was it was murder, death, kill. Okay, inside those lines. But then when that time expired, you know, we left and went on with the rest of our lives. We enjoyed this thing called Americana. You, you didn't see neighborhoods uprooted, you know, churches divided over these sorts of things. You're seeing it now. And you get into very dangerous territory. Because, again, let me say this again. And there's an, and and I said this to her, I really think it's an element of her side that started this. But now our side, there's an element of our side. I mean, I, I post something, I'm sorry guys, I can't do my own NCAA tournament bracket manager. I, I don't, I can't create my, my own. So I used ESPN's first half dozen emails. Why are you going with the social justice platform? Okay. If I do CBS, if I do Yahoo, I'm going to get all the same things, right? I mean, there's a fantastic family movie on Netflix right now. Uh, yes day with Jennifer Gardner. I mean, it's the, it's the kind of Sunday night Disney film that we watched growing up as kids. It's, it's spectacular. I mention it first 20 replies I get. Why are you supporting pedophiles? I mean, the reality is if you're looking to only support people who only support everything you believe in, good luck. Let me know how that chain of evidence works because I can't figure that part of it out. That doesn't mean, by the way, there's never a time to extract a form of economic justice. But the point I I was making to her is that my side has now figured out, hey, if if that's the way we're going to dance, then we're not, you know, if that's then we're here too. It takes two to tango and we're on the dance floor with you. We'll make this a zero-sum game if you would like. But to, to those on the left that want to push this into let's create um, Salem witch trial Facebooks of our neighbors, I'm warning you, okay? You're doing this to the people that own all the guns, all right? Don't do stuff like this. It's stupid. It's dumb. It's also dangerous. I mean, I can only foresee a scenario somebody's wife gets shamed in a group like this. A lot of these tight-knit communities around the school and the sports teams and the club teams and the extracurricular activities, somebody's wife gets shamed. Maybe it puts her in a position where she does something dumb, harms herself, and she gets depressed. Daddy comes home and finds out about it. Just, do you see where I'm going with this stuff? Yeah. This is dumb. Okay. This is you. You cannot win this. You cannot win this way. It won't work. This tactic. It will end badly. It's just a matter of how badly and for how many people on how many sides. This is unwinnable. This is the equivalent of dropping the nuclear bomb on your neighbor's house. The fallout ends up in your yard, too. You can't win this way. This is bad stuff. These are bad places to go. This intimate, this close, number one rule of any business, you don't crap where you live. You're dropping deuces right now on your own streets. Be very careful about that. Provoking people at that level. Don't do it. That stuff will end us a hell of a lot faster than whatever the hell earmarks are. All right? Because the one thing Mitch McConnell's actually right about 
is when he told Donald Trump, no one's ever been voted out of office for spending too much money. He's right about that. He's right. Yeah, that's true. Earmarks, debt clocks, big tech censorship. That stuff's all bad, right? But doing this stuff in our own neighborhoods, on our own streets, inside of our own families and schools, that crap will end a civilization and fast, fast. Stop. It kind of feels like the Ohio legislature has done the COVID version of an intervention here. Where Mike DeWine, he's in love and he don't care who knows it. Mike DeWine can't help himself now. He's just too far gone. Right? We've all had a buddy who was a little whipped. You know, if you know, I can't use the first word there. We've, gotcha. all, we've all had that buddy. You know what I'm gotcha. saying? Right? And you, you, and, and you couldn't pull him back from the brink. You just couldn't. You couldn't. You couldn't. And then eventually, man, you just all pulled up in you know, one of your buddy's pickup trucks or vans. And you just grabbed him. Right? Just grabbed him, threw him in the back. And, you know, uh, took him to some remote place uh, where she could not be found and just handed him a beer, even if he didn't like it, and and just tried to get him back. You know what I'm saying? A, a, a kind of a dude code intervention. It kind of feels like yesterday the Ohio State Legislature said, all right, man, we got to do something about this. I mean, it's just... It's beyond embarrassing. Now. They gave him a Snickers like in yes, those commercials. Yes, it, it it does feel like the men or or the, the the men and women, the patriots in the Ohio legislature said, okay. I mean, the we got the Steve Day show on our jock. We're a freaking national uh, joke. All right. We're up there with Gavin Newsom and Andrew Cuomo. This needs to end, man. All right. Donald Trump's won our state by eight points two year two cycles in a row. This has got to stop. Okay? Enough of this. What are we even doing here? We need more of those kinds of interventions in numerous state legislatures around the country. But props to the Ohio State Legislature. I would argue you waited about six months too long. But props, you know what? You can't do anything about waiting too long. You can do something about not waiting any longer, right? So props for doing it yesterday. Should have done it before, but props for doing it yesterday. This brings us to, speaking of the Republican Party, I mean, I've been told over the course of my career, why, why do you want the Democrats to win today? Why, why do you want the Democrats to win? Why do you do that? I don't understand. Why do you do that, Dave? Okay. I've been told, oh, yeah, why do you hate America? And we're just voting Republican to save America. That was what we're doing here. You know. Um. Do high-ranking Republicans in the in elected office or appointed office in the Georgia state government, are they aware of that? Are they aware of that they're part of the effort to save America? Do you think they know? Did, did they get that memo? Or, I mean... It depends on what the definition of save America is, Yes, Steve. yes, indeed it does. So just to reset this for you, and yeah, I'm throwing the Secretary of State in on this. There's, there's no way he doesn't know that his deputy is doing this, especially when he already leaked a call himself, right? Right. Okay. High-ranking Republicans within the Georgia Republican Party literally conspired, literally conspired with Democrat partisan media to spread a lie about a Republican president that at least played some role, I don't know, 
Now, I, I agree that the biggest role was one party's offering y'all $2,000 in free money and the other comes $600 and I will not be intimidated. Uh, no matter how many roots and branch you stuff up my root, you won't change my mind. All right. So <laughs> one side offers 600 the other side offers two grand, and we're shocked at the result of this election. Who knew? Okay. Mitch didn't even follow his own prophecy. Should have given more money. Should have said, hey, how about 3500 Why don't we just do a million? Why don't we just give everybody a million dollars? I would actually vote for that. Because again, we're now being honest, right? But uh, it, it played some role. What role? I don't know. I don't think it played the biggest role. But it, 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 it's at least more than 1% of the role, This whole that whole issue. At least one. Is that yeah. fair? Okay. So high-ranking members of the Georgia Republican Party conspired literally with Democrat partisan media to spread a lie about a Republican president that at least played some role in taking control of the Senate away from Republicans in the, pardon me, <coughs> most important runoff election of our lifetimes. Taking it away from Republicans and handing it over to Democrats. And I'm the bad guy. Yeah. I'm, I'm the traitor. Yeah. Yeah. In America. I, 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 I mean... Dude, they, they, if you did that in other times in human history, in the middle of a civil war of any kind, you'd get hung for that level of treachery. Okay. I mean, I just, I, I, I'm, I'm, that's a kind of cancel culture I can get behind that, right there. <laughs> I, I'm the bad guy. You know what? Yeah, right. I'm the bad guy. I read the Republican Party platform and was like, why aren't we doing this stuff? You're helping the Democrats, man, Dave. That's what you're doing, Dave. All right, cool. How about the guy that literally calls up the Washington Post and says, I got a lie for you. I'm your Huckleberry. Let's do this thing. And this is yet another reminder. Anything, any, and I mean any, anything, anything that invokes the name of Donald J. Trump with an anonymous source that is printed in Democrat media is not true. On its face, before you read it, before it's published, it is not true. How many of these have been discarded, discredited over time? This this entire time. So, if we don't vote lockstep Republican, no matter what they do to us, we hate America and we want the Democrats to win. Does that include when we vote for Republicans who are literally helping Democrats to win? Do you guys know what the answer to that is? Uh, I'll circle back to you on that, Steve. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Oh, I was going to mention this too before we went out of, got, ran out of time. I had, I had a crazy idea. Not that I want to tackle another book. I mean, we just finished the Fauci one. Um, I, I, I had a crazy idea, though, for a fantasy novel this morning. Because after, you know, Nefarious Plot, I'm wondering, can I, and Nefarious Carol, can I delve back into fiction again? So I had this idea for a, uh, a, a fantasy novel set in the future, like a dystopian future, where there's like a terrible plague that goes on. And it, but it turns out that there are actually pre-existing remedies and therapies that have been largely forgotten because they were used for other ailments, but would actually help to work as a prophylactic against the most serious symptoms uh, that this current plague produces. Um, but a bunch of elites 
in places like big tech and uh, big pharma and big media uh, all conspired together to discredit all of these pre-existing uh, and readily available and inexpensive treatments in order to create a market for them to make billions of dollars with cutting edge technologies um, that also do the exact same thing, but just come with some, uh, you know, every, you know, 10,000 doses or so with some serious side effects. I, I thought a, I thought it's a great idea for do, a documentary. Do you, because I'm, I'm sorry, it was a fantasy novel. Oh, sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But, um, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, man, that'd be a really weird documentary. I mean, but, um, I, I got to thinking about that. I just think it's too nuts. I just don't, I didn't find it. I didn't think enough people would find it plausible. I thought it was a little beyond my skis, a little too sinister, conspiratorial. That for me anyway, it wouldn't be the, a story for me to, to tie together. It would need something a little bit more rational. So I'm, I'm going to pass. Before you pass on, I think you should ask the highest paid official in federal government first what he thinks about that. He might want to vet it. You think so? Yeah. Because I, I kind of think he would tell me this is nuts. This is crazy talk. Hmm. Right. Because it, it sounds nuts. Here's the thing, too. I worry it's too soon. You know, I don't want to write something, a fantasy novel about a pandemic when we're just coming out of one right now. Are we? F- figured we'd let people, you know, relax or breathe for at least a little bit. With a mask or, or four on, of course. There you but, go. Yes. All right, we'll come back, play our weekly game of buy, sell, or hold here next. Stay tuned. You know, most of us think when it comes to credit scores, it's just as simple as 700 is good. Anything below that is bad. It's not quite that simple, though. And it is National Credit Awareness Month, after all. That's where ScoreMaster comes in, because they can make you aware of your situation any month of the year. It's the new science in credit scores that helps you find out how quickly and easily you can add plus points to your credit score. What do we mean by plus points? Well, the average ScoreMaster user can add up to around 60 points in around three weeks or less. Sometimes you can add a bunch of points in just a few days. It helps when you know the clear, concise information, why you have the score you have, and then have a clear, concise path of how to get to the score that you want. And they'll do that for you at ScoreMaster. Makes a big difference, whether it's home, business, um, any other kind of loan, and it, it, auto loans. And it's not just can you get approved, but what are the terms that you can get for that as well? So, hey, and hey, even employers are looking at credit scores these days. So ScoreMaster puts you back in control of your score, therefore your finances. Sign up in about a minute. See how many plus points that you can add with ScoreMaster, your control of your credit score. When you visit scoremaster.com slash Steve, that's scoremaster.com slash Steve, scoremaster.com slash Steve. Let's get to buy, sell, or hold. Each week at this time, Aaron, with some help from you in the audience, will put forth a series of statements, list predictions. No topic is off limits. Just don't be dumb. Uh, Todd, you and I will decide, are we going to buy that? Are we going to sell that? Hopefully have at least one good reason why. And once per episode, you're permitted to hold. And if it's for any other reasons other than, wow, that's really lame and beneath me, then um, you will be beaten. Aaron. 
All right, we will start with Three Degrees, who says Dude Code is for those living in the suburbs who produce testosterone but require certain luxuries. Man Code is for those who could survive a month without power and don't need to fill out a bracket to feel like a man, or those who have been in war. Ooh, shots fired. Uh, Sell. (laughs) Uh, Bye. Up next, Sean Griffith says Europe is more American than America at this point. They've had several protests with thousands and thousands marching against lockdowns. Meanwhile, the U.S. has had thousands of thousands of protesters marching against America, basically. Wow. That, Sean, that's a that's a homily. That'll preach right there. Uh, I will buy. Let me explain why I believe this is the case. We have talked about in our show for a long time how we think that we are about 20 to 25 years behind the slope, the slippery slope that that Europe has already descended to the bottom to, uh, of. OK, or, and when we say Europe, we should really specify Western Europe, because a lot of the countries, you know, I think of Poland, for example, that lived in the communist bloc. Yeah, they 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 know this BS and they are pushing back in a lot of those countries with maximum prejudice. So we're really talking about Western European countries that were um, on the on the opposite side of the Berlin Wall in the Cold War. Okay, Um, what's happened is there is no conservative, quote unquote, conservative party in these countries. Really. The closest thing to one is. Um, are the Tories in England. But they would essentially, with a few exceptions, they would essentially be Massachusetts, California Republicans. They're, they're not, this isn't the CPAC group. This isn't the, um, uh, this isn't the Eagle Forum. Like, like they're not bringing, you know, not since Margaret Thatcher would they bring somebody like the late Phyllis Schlafly in to speak to them, okay? Uh, she would be as foreign to them as uh, she would be to, you know, Democrats in her own country if she were still alive to this day. But but they're the closest thing to a politically vibrant, competitive, uh, and, and they're obviously they have the prime minister's um, office in England right now. They're the closest thing that, that to, to a conservative party, a real one in Western Europe. Everywhere else, they've just been annihilated. And so, conservatism is it is we're just not we're, we're Marxists, but we're not Soviets. What this has done is, without a political party that I feel like is my last remaining hope, my last lifeline. And it's them or I've got nothing. So I'm going to continue to lie to myself and for them about who they are. That's that's all out the window now. And there's there's no uh, party, uh, you know, uh, idolatry, binary idolatry, I should say, because there's other party idolatry. But there's no real party binary idolatry in almost any of these Western European countries. It's just left, center left. Center left, 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 center left, left, left. I mean, that's all they have. And so there's no need for anybody to lie to themselves about who's responsible for what they're pissed off about. That's number one. The other thing, though, is they're on the, they're on a reverb. 
they've gotten to the bottom of the slippery slope and realized this is a scam. Uh, we can't actually, uh, a civilization doesn't really survive like this. Um, we can't take in refugees. We can't do that. That's bad. Okay. Um, it's bad when they walk into our our versions of a Babylon Bee and just op- and just start killing people. Bad. That's that's bad. Can't do that. Uh, you see what I'm saying? Oh, not only that, to your point, let me read to you because I told you about it before the show. Put some meat on this bone because Steve is exactly right. This just broke an hour ago. Denmark will limit the number of residents with, quote, non-Western origin, end quote, in neighborhoods to a maximum of 30% within 10 years in order to, quote, reduce the risk of religious and cultural parallel societies. Yes, they've they've seen it. Yes, they've they've, they've gone. They've gotten to the bottom of where we are. Or, or where we are headed, I should say. They've already been to that bottom. And, and so there, there is nothing like a Republican Party in any of these Western countries. The one exception is the UK, who Boris Johnson is, is if, if Mike DeWine, if Mike DeWine smoked crack and was in love with COVID, that's what Boris Johnson would be. I believe long COVID is a thing because it's the only possible explanation for whatever the hell has happened to the brain of Boris Johnson. All right. Um, but there's no, there's no like Republican Party commiserate or Tory Party commiserate in France, Germany. It doesn't exist. And so there's no party idolatry, nothing I feel like I have to hold up as the false flag operation like we do with our Republican Party here in the States. They've already been to the bottom. They've also realized, you know, maybe destroying our civilization, as our friend Daniels pointed out, the, the leftists in places like Sweden and other places already have all the power they want. No point in dis- destroying our country now that we're the ones in charge, right? Mm-hmm. You throw all those factors together and what you end up with is the recipe for a reverb, revolt, like what you're describing in your, in your text, Jean. Sean, I should say. Um, we don't have those things yet. We're not that frustrated yet. We're not that backed up against the wall yet. We still think we can vote Republic, vote Republican out of this. Not true. Um, so we're not there yet. So we're going to have to get, we're going to have to sink even deeper before we get there. But they're, they're showing signs of, of being on, a, on some sort of revolutionary rebound. We're not done yet uh, rolling over and playing dead. We're still on the downside. That's an excellent observation though that you made. You bet. Agreed. Next up, China Joe's COVID Emporium LLC says kids in cages was nothing but a psyop to get conservatives to spread the word in order for sweeping amnesty. Meaning now or when Trump was in office? Now. Now. Um, I don't know, man. Now you've got Ari Fleischer, who was in the Bush White House and has been pro-amnesty his entire career coming out and saying, I've, you know, now I can see why people opposed a path to citizenship. Inviting this, offering this, just invites this flood that we can't manage, can't handle, just encourages. You mean you mean there might be reasons why? Other than you're a xenophobe, it's a open borders are a bad idea. See, this is why I said if now I said this at the time, not anticipating there was any chance whatsoever Republicans would have the gains in the house that they had. But this is why I said before that was on the table, if Trump were to lose, the best option is for Democrats to win it all. Force people. This is why I'm ecstatic to see the Republicans come out for earmarks. 
Let it all, let the freak flag fly. Make It's time. What's happened here is, is, is we have insulated or felt insulated from the consequences of dumbassery in this country for a long time. And it is time now. It's time to face those realities. And you're looking at a reality of what happens when a president says, we're not going to deport anybody. Well, folks, I mean, binary choice, Guatemala, U.S., where would you rather live? Go. Honduras or the United States, where would you rather live? Go. El Salvador, go. I mean, come on. When you say we're not going to deport anybody, I don't... (laughs) Does anybody fault folks who are like, Let's get the H double hockey sticks out of here, right? I don't fault them for that. That's the fault of our own leaders. Now he wants to claim and say that I don't, you know, I didn't say that. Now, in his case, he probably doesn't remember saying that because he has dementia. But that's the reality. I mean, the most powerful person in the country says we're not going to deport anybody. Then frankly, you're kind of stupid if you're staying, if you're still living, you know, in a in, in shantytown. Uh, somewhere in a third world country. Uh, why? Why would you stay there when you were already invited? Right? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. So that's the issue. There's there's a lot of reasons to oppose open borders beyond. Uh, I just don't like brown people. I'm a xenophobe. In fact, that's like way way down the list actually. Because yeah, last I looked, man, it ain't a lot of the, it ain't white kids that sitting in those cages. It ain't white kids that are sitting in those in those um, dwellings waiting for human traffickers just to come and round them up, or, or drug cartels to turn them into border mules, right? Mm-hmm. Who are the kids that are going to get that that are sitting down there going to get roped in to those nefarious, sadistic, sinister activities? They're going to be the brown kids, not the white ones, the ones that are at the border right now. So there's a lot of reasons to oppose this other than xenophobia. But because we do it, because when you elect Republicans, they often just do what Democrats are going to do, just better than Democrats were going to do it. You insulate the American people from the full consequences of what the spirit of the age wants to do to them. It is time. It's time to take the condom off and let's do this. Let's let's go bareback on this puppy. It is time. It is time for America to receive the spanking she has ducked and dodged for how many years? Because that's often the discipline that produces correction. Amen. But I've got I've got a sell based on that last sentence. This method will be used in future formats. Uh, do you even Steve Day show, bro? I mean, that's every day. Every issue is a psyop. Yes. That's the Civil War. It's all the time. Yes. Yep. Moving on. TRW83 says, Dr. Fauci trying to explain the continued need for lockdowns after receiving the vaccine is akin to Beavis and Butthead answering the question if their milkshakes are made from shake mix or (laughs) ice cream and melt by saying, ah, we have vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry. Now that guy, Steve Day shows. Yes. Yes, he does. Chef's kiss. Yes, absolutely. I won't even add to that, that you have, um, uh, you have, you have, that's perfection. Bye. Nailed it. Uh, Raul Drip, I like this one. Uh, the COVID vaccine will immunize people from something, not COVID nineteen, that will be unleashed on the Gen Pop in a few years, which kills all of uh, uh, which kills off all of us contrarians who refuse to get it. Only the compliant survive. 
did you watch Logan's run last night and then just throw this tweet, <laughs> send us this tweet? I, that's Crazy a little, voices. Yeah, it, it's, it's, a, it's a little too much. It's going to kill even more people than that. So I got to sell. It's it's a little too four dimensional four dimensional chess in terms of the execution, but I know the intent is there. Here's what if they could, yeah, they would. Yes, I agree <laughs> with that. Yes, uh, James Swick says Todd's New York tough impression is better than Steve's Mitch McConnell impression. I don't. Even, you know, I, I gotta. Even I won't agree with that. I mean, I like mine, but I like that's yours one too. Of, that's one of. I like it. Steve's best impressions. We also, by the way, on social media, somebody just said on Twitter a while ago that your lispy voice is a great Brian Stelter impression. Oh, come on now. <laughs> I'll accept I, it. I, I, my, the, my Brian Stelter restraint, for those of you that don't know, I have a self-imposed uh, ban on bad-talking Brian Stelter because he did bring me on his show, let me say what I wanted to say, and was respectful, and I appreciate that. And I figured not to mention there's already 40 other people in my business that are going to crush that guy anyway, and probably 25 of them do it better than me. It, but in recent months, it's gotten harder. It's gotten harder to hold on to my, my Brian Stelter. Uh, no go. The, so, the thing yes. about Steve's ditch impression is that it's simultaneously, this is why it's great and effective, it simultaneously makes me laugh and filled with rage every single time. That, that's that's what it's intended to yeah. do. Yes. All right. Thank you. Uh, next up, we've got Simas uh, who says the nominee for the 2024 Democrat uh, nomination does not currently hold any federal position. So. So. I... I I can't see how, unless, you know, something terrible would happen to her, which you obviously don't hope for anybody, I, I don't see how you kick to the curb the first black female vice president, okay? Not in that party. I mean, Gavin, what's gas, Gavin Newsom is now taking the recall effort seriously. What was his first play to try to get on offense against the recall? If we can get Dianne Feinstein out of there, I'll appoint a black U.S. senator, mm-hmm. okay? I mean, I, I just, I can't see... And, and, dude, she'll go full Glenn Close in Fatal Attraction, all right? I will not be ignored, okay? I didn't put up with three years of Jesse Kelly, Willie, Willie Brown jokes, all right? Um, just to get bent over here, okay? Not happening. So I, I don't believe you can just bypass her. So I'll sell. I'll sell. Next, Jim Stocker says, Trump will use the 2022 elections as an indicator of whether to run in 2024. If he endorsed candidates lose, he won't run. If the GOP makes gains, he'll take credit and run. That's good logic, so I'll buy, but I'm actually back to thinking he's leaning against not running again. But I like your logic. I I think those chains of events would increase the odds he would run again, so I'll buy that. I'll sell. We'll come back, hour two of... Buy, sell, or hold. Next. And we're back with our two live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here with the only green I own. Well, I had a Green Lantern t-shirt, which is mostly, most days I'd wear that, but it's kind of chilly out today, so. I wore this. 
Happy St. Paddy's Day to the rest of you. Todd Erzins here. He doesn't care about St. Patrick's Day. Neither does Aaron McIntyre, despite the fact his name is McIntyre. Scottish. Oh. Well. I'm Catholic. My it's bad. implied. I think I just stepped on a rake, which is why I'm disappointed in you. Yeah, A, a ginger Catholic who shows up in black. I'm not just about the ex- exteriors. You know you I internalized hair. it. You know what, though? Actually, I appreciate it. There is a certain just give zero you know what's about. Yeah, about this that. is why I'm wondering where this is I coming like it. from. Yeah, you're right. My, you know what? My bad. Okay. I I was Aaron um, embarrassed the me. People. They're the same people. Aaron Aaron embarrassed me. Couldn't and, couldn't pass up that opportunity. Yeah, I know. And but you're right. I I should have yeah, given Copa. you more credit. Thank you. Uh, let us know what you think about what we think. Steve at SteveDace.com is how you can email the program. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. And then there's uh, look for Steve Dace on MeWe, Gab, and Parlor, where we can speak a little bit more freely. You can also look for clips of the show that you can sample with others uh, and share with others while you sample yourself. I guess if you all want to get together and watch them together on YouTube, that's cool too. Uh, YouTube.com slash Steve Dace or Rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show. Also, if you're a podcast listener, let us know how much you appreciate us by hitting the subscribe button, giving us a five-star review. Thousands of you have done these things for us already. Please keep those coming. They certainly help the show to grow. And frankly, they just boost our egos. So if you've not yet boosted our ego, what are you waiting for? Because if you've listened or watched this show for at least 10 minutes, you know the one thing the three of us need is an ego boost, right? This portion of Buy, Seller, Hold brought to you by one of our favorite products, Built Bar. Just had the coconut brownie chunk during the last commercial break. That's the one that you tried. That's just insanely, insanely good. All of them, though, are insanely good. Now, I mean, depending on what you're into, are you into like chocolate covered fruity stuff? They've got you covered there. Do you like, you know, chocolate mint? Plenty with that. Chocolate peanut butter? Plenty with that. Do you like maybe a little bit more indulgent? You know, that's where I lean. Uh, chocolate chip cookie dough chunk, the, the coconut brownie chunk. Whatever you're looking for, over 20 flavors, all of them covered in real chocolate. You don't have to make a choice between healthy and delicious anymore. It's the best tasting protein bar you've ever tried. And you're going to think this tastes like the healthiest candy bar I've ever had. 160 calories or less in every bar, up to 20 grams of protein in every bar, only three to net or three to five net carbs in every bar as well. So low calorie, low carb, low sugar, whatever you're looking for. Not to mention, does it taste good? Is it easy on the tummy? Yes. And yes, it checks every box. BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code DACE, my last name, D-E-A-C-E, to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com, 15% off with the promo code DACE. Let's get back to buy, sell, or hold. Aaron. All right. We'll go next to Jason Rowland, who says Lindsey Graham's grinder date will no. complete an NCAA no. bracket before Todd. <laughs> People no. are uh, no. a little spicy about that. Yeah. I, 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 okay. I didn't expect the ending. <laughs> what I expected was... Uh, Lindsey Graham's grinder date will speak at CPAC before Steve does. I thought that's when we started reading it. That's all like, no, no, no. I thought that's where we were going. But the no, the answer is sell. Um, it is a job demand of Todd's that he will enter the bracket contest with the the official show bracket contest. Mm-hmm. So as the person who uh, is responsible for his check, 
and um, this revenue stream, I can confidently say the answer is sell. I'm still looking at that fine print. I haven't I haven't seen it quite. There isn't any fine no. print. Do it. That's the fine print. <laughs> yes. Although I, I I guess the way I can Kobayashi Maru this thing is I it, is it about if it's not about this year and you don't expressly say it because I've filled out brackets before. It just hasn't been in recent memory. It's about the fact, I just think it would be cool if the three of us competed with our own listeners and viewers. That's all. That's all. That's all that it's about. If that's if okay. that's the only reason you want me to do it, I can do it for that reason. That's the reason. Okay. Yeah. But yesterday I was told there was a dude called Violation. That well, I, that well I now you've just admitted that you have filled out brackets in the past. You, yes. I thought you told me you never had. No, I never said I never okay. have. I've, Did, I've, didn't he say he never had? Yeah. No, he just said he hasn't for years. Okay, well, I used well how to, many years? I don't think I've filled out a bracket in probably six or seven years. We're right on the edge of dude code violation there. I mean, right on the edge, bro. Uh, see, that's... It's right on the edge. But the 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 real reason I want you to do it is it, we should compete against our own... Happy uh, to do viewers that. ...viewers and listeners. Happy to. Okay. Uh, up next, we'll go to Jeff the Drunk Kuro, who says by mid-June 2021, Dr. Fauci will be accused of inappropriate touching by one woman between six and nine more will follow accusing Fauci of some form of sexual harassment by the end of the summer. Essentially, the spy soul hold is by, by mid-June, the cancellation of Dr. Fauci will begin. I'll buy. I like what he's doing there. He's just... Are we responsible for this? Did we, did we do this to y'all? Did we do this to you? We got, we, we, Crazy we've voices. dropped Lindsey Graham's grinder date. <laughs> the coming sexual harassment allegations against Anthony Fauci. You know what? I think we played a role in doing this to all of you. And I'm very, very proud of that. <laughs> very proud. You like us. You really like us. In fact, I'm five minutes away from going full Kirstie Alley. I just want to thank you for giving me the big one all these years. Yes. Or is that Sally Field? I can't ever remember. All right. But I'll buy. Yes. Absolutely. Bye. Uh, Hunter Lucas says one of the one-seeded Big Ten teams, Illinois or Michigan, will lose their round of 32 games. I'm going to buy that. I think there's a possibility. But Um, it's not Michigan. I think there's a possibility. I mean, Illinois could play, according to analytics, a top 10 team in the second round in yep. Loyola of Chicago. And what's fascinating about that matchup is, uh, I mean, every team, every basketball team, it's a game where height reigns, right? So everybody's got a big man. Some schools, their big man's six eight. Other places, it's seven feet. What you don't see a lot on the mid-major level where Loyola plays is a lot of their guys, if they're big, um, you know, they're more European-style big men who play on the perimeter. They have, with the Krautwig dude, who helped them get to the Final Four a few years ago, they've got a legitimate, back-to-the-basket, physical post presence. Now, he's not the he's not as grown-ass of a man as Kofi Coburn is, but who is on the collegiate level. But compared to what just about any other mid-major champion that they would face could throw at you, that they've got a guy that could that could they think hey I'll, he's at least going to make Kofi Coburn he's going to get a couple of fouls but he's going to get some fouls on him because uh, he's very skilled. I think that's a tougher matchup than people believe. I think I like at the Michigan situation without Isaiah Livers. Um, I think they could be in trouble in the round of thirty two. So 
I'll buy it. I'll, I'll buy it. I'll sell. I think both teams, even with that injury, are too multifaceted to go out. If if they were more one-dimensional, I mean, they don't just rely on Coburn in Illinois, and they don't just rely, even Isaiah Livers, he, had go, he was more of a vital component two years ago than he is right now in terms of being a guy you got to run the ball through. Would you agree with me, Steve? I would agree. I mean, yeah. I mean, last year there was, you could see a totally different team because he got hurt last year too. Mm -hmm. Totally different team last year when he, when he was not in the game and was hurt compared to when he was, I mean, Franz Wagner, here's the issue with losing Isaiah livers. You can replace his production. They've got, they, you're right. They're multifaceted enough to do that. It just lowers your margin for error, which even makes more, even more. Which makes the six game run much, but yes. a two game run. This is still the Michigan that when it was clicking on all cylinders. I mean, it looked like the Lakers. They uh, now, there's reasons that's not happening right now. Fine, but this is they're legit. Okay, I hope you're right. Uh, moving on, Chris Scoble says, Ben Sass is the Jared Goff of U.S. Senators. We thought he was going to be good. He had some highlights early on, but now his team rejected him because he turns out he sucks. I mean, I like the analogy. Uh, I think it's a little early to make that pronouncement on Jared Goff. And it has nothing to do with the fact that he's wearing a Lions jersey. Um, it's just he's 26 years old. He's already been to a Super Bowl. And... We've seen plenty of reclamation projects. Rich Gannon, his career was over with the Minnesota Vikings, right? Uh, I think of Jim Plunkett, my first favorite player as a kid. His career was over with the New England Patriots, uh, revitalized with with the Raiders. We've, we've seen several examples of this over the years in the NFL. So, I like. So I'm going to buy it because I like your analogy. I just think from a football. If Jared Goff was 29 or 32, I think this might be more appropriate. But at 26, you kind of feel like there's plenty of room for a guy to still define himself. But I get where you're coming from, and I like what you're trying. I like the pull, so I'll buy it. I'll buy for the same reason. Next up, Ryan Ben says, Mount Rushmore of sleeper teams that could make the Final Four. LSU, Missouri, Wichita State, Maryland. I would sell on all so, four. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The first three, um, I, I, I don't... If you if you force me to pick a name off of that list, well, the problem is Missouri has to, has to play Oklahoma and Gonzaga in the very first weekend. So, I, and I'm only picking them because they they got the seniors on the roster. But Maryland has no point guard, no center. Um, it's just a team of wing players. Maryland's good enough to pull off one, one big upset. Yeah, Absolutely, but I could see one. They aren't. Yeah, that they being said, do I don't think they'll get out of the first round. Um, the the other, LSU plays no defense whatsoever. Um, no, I, I would sell on all of those. Let me let me give you a team. You guys want a deep, deep, deep sleeper? All right, and because to me, a sleeper's got to be a team seated lower than fifth. Okay, is that fair? Sure, yeah. All right. Yeah, you're and even, anybody seated lower than a nine I might even go down below six. But okay, you're okay, right. all right. And then because you're still a top twenty-five team. Yeah, okay. So a sleeper or a Cinderella's got to be seventh seated or lower. Fair. Rutgers. Here's why. Remember how good they looked until they got into the meat of the the meat grinder of the conference schedule. 
Okay. Remember how good of an offensive player Geo Baker was. Remember how good of an offense. Dude, we were talking about Ron Harper Jr. being first team all Big Ten around Christmas. Okay. So what happens is Rutgers, for a league as treacherous as ours, doesn't have enough ISO players to, uh, doesn't have enough ISO players to overcome the way that you are permitted to play defense in the Big Ten. We don't, the Big Ten is a hockey league. I mean, you try you, you screen and everything else. We you get you get you get cross checked, you know, coming off of screens. There's a certain amount, and 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 that's just the way our league is. That's our brand. The old Big East was the same way. Our league, you just know that there's a certain amount of mugging that's going to go on. That's just the reality of it. That's the that's the culture of our conference. Fair. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. Of course. But when our teams, this is what John Beeline, when he coached Michigan, used to love it when we got out of the Big Ten. Because you'd get different officials, not Big Ten officials, teams that ha- hadn't scouted you two to three times already, and the game was more open. There was more flow, more, more flow to the game. I think Rutgers is going to benefit tremendously from that. They've got experience. They have a very good defensive center. Very good. Um, and I think guys like Ron Harper Jr. and Geo Baker, who just, they're very good college players, but to get free in our league, you've got to be a excellent college player okay because you have to you have to have demonstrably superior quickness and length to overcome the way that you are permitted to defend in our conference when you get to the ncaa tournament they don't let you do that and i think those guys now go from being pretty good big 10 players to really good against teams that aren't allowed to defend like that and have not seen them before. And we also know that Rutgers plays excellent defense on the opposite end. So if you are looking for a double-digit seed, I don't believe it's Michigan State. I think they'll beat UCLA Thursday. I think they get eliminated by BYU. I think a lot of people are sleeping on BYU. Size and three-point shooting. I don't think Michigan State, I think, you know, people are, this is not Tom Izzo's year. He's lucky to even be in the tournament, frankly. Um, if it wasn't for pulling off three top five wins in two weeks, he wouldn't be in the tournament. The team I think you're actually looking for is Rutgers. That would be the team. If you're looking for somebody who is seated seventh or lower that could make a deep run, that's who I would pick. That's a good pick. Next up, we have Weston Comathy who says top five sports movies that must be watched. Number one, The Natural. Oh, it's maybe my all-time favorite sports movie, so you had me at hello. Okay, continue. Number two, Hoosiers. Just watched that again with Noah the other day. It's so good. I mean, it's, it's just, it's just, it's, it's a, a masterpiece. It's a nearly perfect it, movie. It, it is. It's nearly perfect. I agree. Number three, 42. I, I, guys, I'm a massive Jackie Robinson fan. The movie's great, though, too. The movie is great. It is? Um, how are we... Must be watched. Okay. So we're not like saying, okay, all right. I'm told, given, especially given the honest but family friendly portrayal of what Robinson endured, absolutely. I think that belongs on the list. You bet. Number four, Rudy. I mean, I agree. First of all, I'm a college football fan. I think it's, I think it's, you know, it's St. Patrick's Day and I'm wearing green, so I'll own it. It is the best college football movie that's ever been made. And it's my all-time favorite sport, so it has to be on the list. Yeah, yeah. Now, if, if you use this against me later on as a Michigan fan and claim that I said this, I will deny it and claim it was a it was a it, it was a fake news leak to the Washington Post. I didn't say that, <laughs> and people would believe you uh, because they have good reason to. And finally, uh, remember the Titans. 
great movie, important story about integration uh, in the South. I'm only hesitating because we're down to the last one. Yeah. So is there something more obvious that we're missing? But I, dude, I'm totally have, fine with that list. I, I'm the same. It would not be my list, but it's an excellent list that I have zero quarrel with. So yeah. I will buy it. Yeah. I'm setting the over under on number of those movies that I've watched at two and a half. Are you taking the over or under? Under. Uh, under. Yep. It's Sean, who was it? Who am I thinking of? Sean Astin. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's a movie. I'm looking it up right now. I'm sorry. In real time. So okay. It's the baseball movie. There's a movie he was in. Um, it's a Christian movie. Oh. And it's about. Um, is there a filmography here? It's about football and the role it played in peaceful integration at a school hmm. uh woodlawn here it is oh that's right this is um sort of a, a christianized version of remember the titans but it's not cheesy or anything at all this movie's really well done so if you're looking for if you love remember the titans you're going to love woodlawn hmm. that movie uh, it's got uh yeah, John Voight in it. I mean, John Voight's been nominated for Academy Awards. Sean Astin in it from Lord of the Rings and a lot of and Goonies and all kinds of movies uh, are in this film. But would highly recommend it. Woodlawn is very well done. All right. From back in, uh, I think it's 2015, it says. Yeah. Uh, up next, Sarah Jessica Snarker says Beth Moore will become the Paula White of the Kamala Harris administration. <laughs> You know what you guys are I doing? Can see it. You guys are making me think, dude. I I better make sure I'm coming correct to work every day. There is some competition out there, okay? I mean, some of these are just freaking blasts. All right, that. I'm in cheap and easy buy mode on this, but man. is it? I don't know her i mean i only know her through youtube turns out i don't know her either brother well, is, is she is she a female david french didn't think so way. didn't think so she has become so yeah because i don't know how much i should have respected her to didn't, begin with I, I mean i i just don't know i i here's the thing with her i i don't care what beth moore thinks about donald trump I don't, I mean, just don't lie. But if, I mean, if Beth Moore has made the decision, he's a brute, a cretin, and doesn't ha have the character deserving of the office, let's, again, let's stop, let's not lie to each other. There's at least some evidence to suggest at times in his life, Donald Trump has at least flirted with some mm -hmm. of those things. Is that, is that fair? At the very least? Mm -hmm. Okay. We're being as magnanimous as we possibly can, right? Okay. So if, if that was her position, and, and dude, she just went to war against... Trump and party idolatry in the Southern Baptist Convention, frankly, I'd be defending her a lot, even if I didn't agree, just because I like people with the balls to be contrarian and stand up to uh, the zeitgeist, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's, the, it's that, that's why the French analogy is key. Because she has used this now as a launch pad to essentially just become a, a, a leftist talking point regurgitator. Like, it's not enough to say... Donald Trump has been a poisonous influence on American evangelicalism or the way Americans perceive American evangelicalism. 
Okay. And I'm still going to go speak at every pro-life event. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. I'm not changing my positions on any views or anything like that, but that this guy doesn't represent those. And that's why it's bad to have him as the, our, as our proxy to the rest of the culture we're trying to evangelize. Even if I agreed or didn't dis- disagree with that, if she had stayed on that path, I'd, I'd be one of her most ardent defenders. Same thing with the David French. And I'd be on here saying, Hey, do not push back on your contrarians. Listen to them. Now, did I say contrarians are always right? No. No. I just said, listen. I mean, if you can't defeat the contrarians in your own movement, if you can't overcome their objections to who you are, you're certainly not overcoming your enemy's objections. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But they haven't done those things. David French, I don't believe five years ago, writes drag queen story time hour is the price of is the is the is the price of freedom. And I think if this had gone down when George W. if George W. Bush was president or Mitt Romney or somebody like that, David French would have gone to the frickin' mattresses for why are we allowing this in our midst? Right. What's happened is Trump has become their idol too. And they have allowed, just like just like we spent 2015 and 2016 and into early 2017 crushing people who allowed Cheeto Jesus Saves to change their view on Russia and all kinds of other things. What's happened since that, the early part of the Trump administration, and to me, the pivot began when it when it was when it became obvious that despite his persona, his administration was going to be like serious to like about trying to govern the country, take like serious positions on issues. Well, that that changed the conversation. And now those of us who had hesitations about him all along, we've now got a choice to make. Do we just not like Donald Trump or do we still believe the things we believed before Donald Trump arrived? What you're watching is a group of people have decided that they 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 just don't like Donald Trump and don't believe those things anymore. And about, and so we went from Cheeto Jesus Saves being what we were freaked out about for two and a half years to the last two and a half years, Orange Man Bad has become at least every bit as corrosive and corrupting as Cheeto Jesus Saves previously was. At the very least, it's its alter ego. We might even argue at this point it's gotten even worse. I would, and I think okay, you, yeah. And you're watching that now with Beth Moore. Well, I mean, maybe I'll, you know we need to relook at gender roles in the church, right? Now we got, now 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 let me go out and smear the brethren with a racist charge and offer like no specifics of who. Dude, should we cast out people who go to a pulpit and preach racism? Hell yeah, we should. We should make them famous, shame them, and cast them out. Which is why where you are asked all the names? To come on the show yes. and say exactly. Where are all yeah. the names of those doing that? So that's why I would say, hey, you know, I thought I knew who she was. No, I don't. Because you, so did did you, did did Donald Trump break you? Or were you lying to us before and this is just what revealed it to mm-hmm. us? I don't know the answer to those things. I don't know her. I don't know David French. I don't know those answers. I just know that there's who those individuals like that, who they were before. Guys like Bill Crystal were never like us. They were always neocons big government people there's another group of people the names you've mentioned are in that group were they with us before and just let trump drive them insane or were they lying to us before and the presence of trump just revealed that i don't know the answer to that it probably is comes down to a an individual basis i would guess that answer your question yeah okay All right, moving on for the final six minutes of this we have described repeatedly the religiosity uh, of which some in the science community follow CDC recommendations on, and mitigation strategies for containing the, the, the virus. 
We call these people the Branch Covidians. It's been brought to my attention that the Branch Covidians, Steve and Todd, are in some dire need of liturgical material. Oh, boy. So for my very first publication, we are going to publish the coronavirus hymnal, Praise Vaccine in Song. Now, this might be a little bit difficult. I've, I've come up with some lyrics repurposed from hymns from another far off religion. I'm just buying whatever you're about to say next. I don't know what it is. I just buy right now. Buy. It, it, it might. So buy if you think it should be in the hymnal sell. If you don't think so, hold. If you're not really sure, I, I hope none of you are. This might be a little bit difficult since neither of you grew up in evangelical churches. But I think this first one uh, we'll start with. You both, I'm sure, have heard of this. I'm not going to sing these. Just please sing along in your head. Uh, you don't want me to sing. Um, this one is the coronavirus doxology. Praise centers for disease control. Praise it, you vectors for disease. Praise it above vitamin D. Praise Fauci, Masks, and Walensky. Amen. Buy, seller, hold. Buy. I'm just going to... I'm going to say it, but I'm, I'm, I'm just a buy on everything right now. Yes. I'm buying I want everything you to get you're about to do. every single one of these, so yes. buy. Yes. In fact, I, I wish I would have talked less so we could have gotten to this sooner. I'm sorry. Bye. Uh, uh, the COVID yes. prayer, our vaccine, which art and vials, hallowed be thy name. Two shots were good, three shots better in my arm as it is in yours. Give us this day our face diapers and forgive us our breathing as we forgive those who breathe around us and lead us not into masklessness, but deliver us from Florida for thine is the lockdown and the power and the power forever. Amen. Bye. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, a world without end. Amen. Hey, what did Pope John Paul say to Mel Gibson after he watched The Passion? It, it is, is as, as it, it was. was. Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's see. This one is called... <laughs> this... This one is called uh, Amazing Mask. Amazing Mask, how sweet the, th- the cloth that saved a wretch like you. I once could breathe, but now you're safe from asymptomatic spread. I once could breathe. <laughs> it's freaking great. They write themselves, don't they? Uh, yeah. I got this and the Mobile Leprechaun in the same show. There really is a luck of the Irish. Bye. Where the vaccine at? <laughs> what the vaccine? I want the vaccine. Where the vaccine at? Yes. Uh, how great thou art, O Moderna. When I am navel gazing, consider how fast thou hast made vaccines. I see the vial. I feel the needle piercing. mRNA flows three, fee, freely through my veins. Then sings my soul, Moderna, laud to thee. How great thou art. How great thou art. I, I just... Why the hell did I think of this? I'm so proud of you right now. Yeah. Uh, our, our listeners. I brought myself a couple of Reese's peanut butter cup eggs. My chair. I'm going to give him one of these. <laughs> oh, when this is done. That's, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. No greater praise. That's how um, impressed I am right now. Let's see. There are a lot of these. Um, <laughs> let's go. Uh, uh, let's, I love he's got so many of them. He I can't know. Choose. I can't choose. <laughs> They're all um, my babies. Yeah, uh, this is my story. Uh, this is one is from Angie uh, Westall, who says, "This is my story. This is my song, praising the vaccine all the day long." You like that one? Yes, yes, I do. Yeah, um, I like them all. Yeah, let's do this one. Uh, you ever heard the song "Onward, Christian Soldiers"? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Onward. Uh, I'm sorry. Backward, COVID soldiers. Backwards, COVID soldiers. Back into your homes. We can't go outside, or we'll all die alone. 
These are perfect. Yeah. So you're buying on all um, this. Yeah, I, I told should, you. I should uh, publish yeah, this book. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Okay. This is yeah. this dude. I'm dead. I'm dead serious. This is this is in this is in Michael Knowles territory. When he published the book, Reasons to Vote Democrat, and there were no pages. <laughs> all right. That's this is that good. It, you're you're at least you're at least in his zip code with with this effort. All right. And Michael, I'm guessing, would appreciate this level. He's theologically minded. He would appreciate this level of of snark. This is really good stuff. There, there's a lot more of what these and came from. Based on the dialed in nature of our Wednesday contributors, I think we can envision a month's worth of these coming down the pike from uh, our various constituents. I think if I've learned anything in this week's buy, sell, or hold, it is that, dude, I've, I, I can't ease up, man. I got to finish the race. There is some, there's some competition out there. You guys absolutely brought it this week. I mean, this was phenomenal. Great stuff. Our weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horwitz. Uh, He's going to bring it next. Stay tuned. You guys, I do feel a little bit like Fredo right now. I can do things. I'm smart. During the last break, I was like trying to come up with my own Corona hymnal psalms. I feel a little, um, a little exposed, a little defensive right now. The audience is getting better at this than we are. Hey, um, if you guys know, I love the Shamrock Shakes, right? Well, yeah, because yeah. you make sure we know. Yes. It, what if you could like make that into like an ice cream with like um, brownie chunks and. Uh, chunks of chocolate mints, chunks of mint Oreos. Does that sound good? That sounds pretty good. I'll leave that to you to determine. Yeah, it, yeah it, it's it's really good. It's the Shamrock Smash flavor mm. that they are offering right now at Brooker's Founding Flavors uh, for St. Patty's Day. If you like mint chocolate chip ice cream, it's one of my all-time favorite flavors. I mean, it, it's the best mint chocolate chip ice cream I've ever had. I mean, it's... It, it's insanely good. You can get it and all of the other historically relevant and significant flavors that they offer with Brooker's founding flavors. This is not, uh, there's other, you know, super premium chunky ice creams that are out there that are great too. The problem is you need to give your soul a silkwood shower after eating them because you just know you donated to a literal communist cause. That's not the case with Brookers. Uh, They have the same values that all of us have. And they use these ice creams, by the way, to promote those values. They've all got some sort of historical bent or link to them uh, that, you know, while you're you can talk about this stuff with your kids while you're enjoying some absolutely fantastic ice cream. So many different flavors, anything you're looking for. Maybe somebody in your family's not into chocolate. Uh, I mean, to me, I, I can't even imagine that, but I do know people that aren't into chocolate that much. They've got everything you're looking for. The, it's some of the best ice cream you've ever had in your life. Just click on the Ship Nationwide tab right now when you go to brookersicecream.com. In fact, since I since I got the Shamrock Smash, I have not gotten a single Shamrock Shake in the last couple of weeks. They, well, just, they just seem trite now. It, it does. It just kind of seems like that's not enough anymore. It's not good enough anymore. That's okay. a full stop right there. And, and you you know it. Absolutely. All right. Brookersicecream.com. B-R-O-O-K-E-R-S. 
BrookersIceCream.com. Click on the Ship Nationwide tab. Let's bring in our weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz. Good to see you, my friend. How are you? We are doing all right, Steve. We're having a good time. So, Daniel, before we get into a couple of items I wanted to get your take on, I want our audience to be reminded, you know, our theme on the show this year is the answer is us. And how do we encourage members of our audience to stop leaving this up to uh, unelected or elected officials that they don't know, can't trust, and, and start taking their fate back into their own hands, take back control of their own destinies. You have an initiative that you are launching through your show. I've got to believe, because I'm getting inundated with emails from people. Hey, I want to do this. I want to do that. How do I do this? How do I do that? And you know, can you point me in a direction of, of someplace where I could serve and get involved? I've got to believe we can help you fill out some of your ranks with members of our audience. So, so let them know one way they can get involved with something that you're involved in. Steve, I really appreciate it. It's my Constitution Action Network, and all it is is focusing the torque and pressure of a drill on a hyper-local and state effort where it could be most effective. So I have 31 states I'm mainly focusing on where Republicans control the legislature. You can sign up at conaction.network. We'll have a much prettier site coming up soon where we're going to have Liberty Strike Force teams. And Steve, you know how you have these guys that are like, I'm pro-life, I'm pro-gun. And meanwhile, well, we can never have envisioned that the battle of our time will be criminalizing the breathing of children. Just give you one example. Mm -hmm. God knows what else is going to come, come up. The, this is meant to be Minutemen, like the Minutemen, be ready at a minute's notice to use the leverage points with your state legislature, your county officials, and bombard them with what we should be doing, lighting a fire under the good initiatives of the conservatives, shaming the Republican leadership guys for not going along with it, blocking bad stuff. It's not in Washington. We have to make red states red again, make state legislatures great again, make self-governance work again. So this is what it is. We need team leaders in every state. I'm slowly forming a few of them. That's the heavy lifting. Once you get that off, we are going to be off and running. And I believe this is the movement we haven't had um, not to say that nobody is doing good things anywhere in any state, but we don't have enough people on the field actually fighting the issues that matter, when they matter, where they matter, and employing the strategies that actually work. So, yeah, it's conaction.network. And, Steve, I ain't earning a penny out of this. There's no, no money, no anything. It's all volunteer. No, really. I mean, it's a civic patriotic ministry. I mean, that's essentially what it is. So yep. give that give that website again. And that's where anybody that wants to enlist, get more information, get a hold of you. That's the place to go. Everything they need would be right yep. there. Okay. What Everything is it again? Everything they need is right there. Conaction.network. And just tell us on the form about yourself, your state you're from, because that's very important. It's to group people together where they are to meet each other instead of going into one big national black hole and it doesn't go anywhere. All right, let's get to some of the things that are trending today. I've got to get your take on. Um, number one, and this is a bit of a personal thing for me. I have just, and, and you have to some extent as well, I, I have just taken a ton of crap in my career. I want the Democrats to win. Um, I'm not helping. I don't, I'm not, you know, we're, we're not, we're trying to save America here, Steve. You have to vote for every Republican. It's the only option you have, blah, 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 blah. Do the Republicans know that they're that they're here to save America? Because I'm not sure some high-ranking Republicans in Georgia are aware, are in on the Save America mission 
because they literally conspired with a Democrat partisan media outlet known as the Washington Post to spread a lie about a Republican president that at least played some role. I still think running an election on will only give you 600 bucks while the other side gives you 2000 probably was the majority issue that killed you. But it at least played some role in in handing control of the Senate from Republicans over to Democrats. I mean, what's the point of voting for the party to stop the other party when they work with the other party to stop you? Well, well, Steve, actually it's worse because when you go and you elect Republicans to walk the ball into the other end zone, it basically protects the Democrats from any need to promote their policies and take the blame for it. That's what the Republicans take the arrows for their policies. Again, um, I know I'm obsessed with state legislatures these last couple months, but I'm going to get back to that. I doubt there are few people in this country that have spent as much time as I have. Literally, I mean, I'm like in in bed, like half asleep, and I'm still on the phone with people, you know, from all different state legislators. We're talking about states, Steve, where Republicans have four to one majorities, a ratio of four, like 80, 20 type of deal. And Wyoming, it's actually 30 to two. So what what is that? A 15 to one ratio there mm-hmm. in the Senate. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting and blocking transgender stuff that Republicans are pushing. We have Republicans saying, hey, you know, we're not really going to do COVID this year. It's not it's not on our agenda. Um, I, I don't think they understand. This is not about a lack of ability. This is not about, well, I don't think we really won the election in Georgia or we have a 50-50 Senate or Democrats have control of the Senate. Because even in states where they have full control and they always will, they don't do anything with it and they conspire with the left to promote all this stuff. I mean, I had a guy tell me he's in a county in eastern Texas that Trump carried by a margin of 74 points. So that's about 86 to, to 12 and when Greg Abbott announced he was taking off the mask mandate, uh, the city council said, we're going to impose our own. Wow. So, Steve, wow. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I don't know what more pe- people need to see. The Republican Party is on the other side. And they're on the other side of the issues that matter when they matter. In other words, they're broadly pro-life, except when it matters. But when you're dealing with COVID fascism, they'll dangle it out in front of you that they're pro-life or they're pro-gun. Whenever the issue matters, they throw the fight like in WWE. It's a fake wrestling match. Um, I am convinced, Steve, that the majority of people who work in our industry, there is nothing the Republican Party can do that will ever throw them out of it and ever force them to look elsewhere for a solution. See, this is why you're describing a false flag operation. We've used that term in the past, but this is why I'm ecstatic to see things like them do a recorded voice vote to get rid of earmarks and things of that nature, or bring back the earmarks, I should say. I love. Give me the honesty, right? I mean, just, just let's just... I love the fact that they're now rubbing our own audience's noses in it 
Because they need it. They need to see this. They need to hear this. It's one thing to receive it third party through a funnel like you or I or others. It's another thing to have this, have your own head grabbed by the back of the hair and plunge down, face down, and have your own nose rubbed in this feces. I hope there's even more of it. I want, I want to continue to see this stuff. I, I think the truth needs to be laid bare. I mean, Steve, I agree with you, but I don't know how much truth can be laid bare when people are are basically uh, intoxicated on political fentanyl. I think too many of our people have their senses dulled. They they just don't get it. I mean, they get punched in the face, but they don't feel it. They don't see it. I, I don't understand what more they need to see. I mean, you, you have um, state legislative committees that don't allow in members that don't wear a mask, and they're controlled by Republicans. I mean, they are everything we hate at the moment that it matters most. Again, I don't want to hear about, you know, 30 year ago battles. I'm talking about the issue that affects us most now. Whatever that issue is, the Republicans are on board with it. I mean, that's that's just the reality. And, um, you know, I, I noticed something very interesting. None of our priorities are getting through in most of these legislatures. But there is one bill that's being passed ev- everywhere, and that's limited liability for businesses mm-hmm. to open up. Now, mind you, most of those bills actually weaken current law. Steve, could you sue someone for getting the flu and accuse them of giving you the flu right. under current law? No. Right. So it's limited. They have different versions of it, but a limited way to sue someone for COVID. So it actually makes current law worse. But the point is the Chamber of Commerce is supporting it. So that's the one thing that gets done. Now, the Chamber of Commerce is also supporting making the real estate market – I don't even know what this means, but in real estate policy, an LGQFC um, compliant because they want to attract more of those people to the red states. Um, we're dealing with this in Missouri today. I mean I got nothing for you. See, naturally, we would eventually have a revolution against what the left is doing. What, what the Republican Party does is they create a market – for people Controlled to come opposition. in yes. and turn red states blue. Mm-hmm. You wrote a piece since we last talked to you. I've got about a minute here, but I want you to mention it really quick. I think this is a Moab on the, the masquerade connected with OSHA. Can you just give us a brief uh, summation of that and point people where they can get it? Sure. Yeah. So obviously at, at the blaze, I say how they magically... Uh, evolved, how OSHA magically evolved on the mask issue. I documented how for the past 15 years they gave guidance that for any airborne particulate, masks absolutely don't work. They are not considered valid PPE. They're not respirators. Only respirators work. Um, They said it in the most emphatic terms. There is no way you could get around that or evolve, and I show how. Um, And yet, Steve, a day after I put that out, OSHA said that um, there's people putting out false information, and they're thinking of putting a national mask mandate on every business in, in the United States. Again, where is the fight? In the 31 Republican legislators and in all your 83% of counties Trump won to block this. That's where the fight is. Hmm. One more time, where can our audience go if they want to enlist in your effort? Con, C-O-N, action, dot, network. ConAction.network. Again, that's ConAction.network. All right, brother. Thanks for joining us. Good to see you as always. All right, take care. Thanks so much, Steve. You know, Daniel just mentioned the real estate market, um, and uh, that can be 
uh, a difficult thing uh, to get into any particular time, um, including these unprecedented times. Bing. I just needed to mix that in because we couldn't get out of the show without bringing it up. Okay, so we've been talking about Rough Greens here for quite a while on the program. It's a powder that you sprinkle over your dog's food. Sounds simple, right? Except there's more to it than that because your pet's food is probably every bit as sterile as yours is. For the same reasons, uh, your food's been stripped of a lot of the vitamins, minerals, nutrients, uh, antioxidants, uh, omega oils, etc., so that it will stay fresher longer for mass consumption and production. Same thing happens to your pet's food as well. Uh, so we've got how many supplements nowadays? That's why it's one of the biggest sections at the grocery store. Your pet needs one, and they have one now with rough grains. Here's the thing, though. Maybe you're not sure. My pet will like this. Yeah. I don't know. How about we just give it to you for free? To find out. Now, my our pet cat loves this stuff. But hey, we're going to give this to you for free for two weeks. That 14-day jumpstart bag we've told you about, we're just going to give it to you now so you can find out, is this good, uh, not just good for my pet, but does my pet think it's good, right? Because if they don't think it's good, they won't eat it, no matter how good it is for them. So try it for free for two weeks. Just pay for the shipping. You pay for the shipping. We give you the bag for free to see if you don't see a difference in your pet in two weeks or less. When you go to roughgreens.com, R-U-F-F for roughgreens.com. Again, roughgreens.com or call them 833-ROUGH-DOG. That's 833-ROUGH-DOG. All right, gentlemen, any final thoughts uh, or comments on the conversation we just had with Daniel? Uh, I don't know. I'm a corporate man to the end and I was filling out my bracket for you. (laughs) (laughs) I like the honesty. Just give me the honesty. Yes, Aaron, your thoughts. So at the very beginning of the conversation, uh, talking about the effort that uh, Daniel has in order to essentially coordinate and be something akin to what the left has been able to do because they have the resources and the the, the manpower and uh, let's be honest, the willpower to do as well for years, which is activate people, um, organize communities, if you will, in order to apply pressure on pressure points within the system. He used the analogy of, of tightening the torque on the drill. That's exactly what you're going to need to do in the coming years and decades if we have that long ahead. Because you can do, I, I, always, think about, uh, I always think about the story that you tell, Steve, uh, regarding the time at WHO when some activists got on your tail and, and the station was just inundated with messages and you found out they came from a, just a few, a handful mm-hmm. of IP addresses. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, almost none of them in my listening audience. Yeah, yeah, most of the time, most most places would fold under that type of pressure. Yep, that's the type of thing. We're not trying to be deceitful, but when real people are behind that, in just a few places at the right time, at the right place, it can have an extreme amount of effect. Amen, brother. Well said. All right, we're going to stick around, do the overtime for Blaze TV subscribers. For the rest of you, see you tomorrow, noon to two Eastern, right after Glenn Beck. Until then, John three seventeen. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.